morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello, it's not morning. And Susie. <laughs> Good evening, Nathan. Screw you guys. It's morning if I say it's morning, damn it. We're in some alternate time zone, are we? <laughs> My general hypothesis is that it's morning somewhere. But it's easier to just say morning all the time than try and figure out what time of the day it is. Right. In order to customise a greeting. I've been trying to do it for years, and you guys, I have to say, I have started this podcast with the exact same thing since we started doing it, and now it's, it's the first time mentioned it. But you do realise that we usually record in the mornings. We didn't always record in the mornings. Yeah, but mostly. Recently we've been recording in the mornings. Like for the last two years we've been recording in the mornings. Not two years. Well, before that it was in the afternoons. Anyway, the reason we're recording in the evening is Saturday evening because Sunday morning is Father's Day. Which is relevant for some Only reason. Only in some countries... Well, probably in the country that most people are going to be listening well, to this podcast true. in. I hope that you are giving lots and lots of monies to large corporations in the spirit of the holiday, Craig. It's not a holiday. Well, it's, <laughs> it's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Just say it. Anyway, anyway right, what carry on. Oh, yeah, podcast. Podcat. Sing. Uh, first thing, we have some feedback from Mark who sent us a messages, two messages, via, oh no, via the contact form. How did you get this message and I didn't get this message? I've, I've not seen this message yet. Good day, it arrived about three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's a good thing you spotted it then. So, Mark Dawson says in the first message, there is a children's sci-fi series based on the idea of controlling society's behaviour via chipping brains. Uh, the Tripod Novels by John Christopher, which I'm sure most people have probably heard of. Uh, the first two novels were turned into a TV series in 1984. These are available on DVD and are quite watchable. And yes, actually they are. It's a little bit mm. cringy. And it does ring a bell, actually. Oh, did you not? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I watched it when I was younger. Um, you might have watched younger. it at the time. I've watched it recently and uh, it's actually still quite cool. I mean, the costumes and the filming is all a bit dated but it's a good story uh, anyway the point that Mark is trying to make is that he has always viewed the capping of people in this series as analogous to religious indoctrination and presumably uh, he sent us this message based on our conversation from a few months ago where we were talking about chipping people to make them happier yeah that was last month was it last month yeah really yeah wasn't like the month before that or something? no the reference is apt because in the books and in the TV series, of course, the chipping is very much what we were talking about, or one of the things we were talking about, in that it was designed to make the population docile and placid and happy. Um, and then spoilers, the... Um, I don't know about spoilers. The aliens are basically keeping them subjugated and using them as slave labour. And I think they break into the city and they kill some tripods and I forget how it ends. So no dangers of any spoilers there. <laughs> and these weren't the tripods that were in the War of the Worlds? No. Different tripods. Different tripods. Very right. much so. Well, I say that. Maybe they were the same tripods. I don't know. Um, in fact, I think it mentions in the book that the tripods evolved on a marshy planet. A marshy planet. marshy planet. Because the aliens themselves are also three-legged. 
Does that is that right? I think that's right. Someone will write in and tell me if Isn't I'm wrong. Isn't that some more steady? More, more. It's a better design for marshland or swamps or something. Being being a tripod. Right. Okay. Apparently. Sounds more like Venus than Mars. That was the the justification in the in the book they talked about. Right. Um, so yes, well done, Mark. And Mark also sent us a message uh, saying, "Oh dear." Thank you very much. So he I'm going to go ahead a, and pass this. He sent us a link <laughs> to a uh, a dubious device, which, <laughs> which doesn't have any medical claims associated oh, with it, <laughs> but it's very funny. So it's a. Um, hang on, hang on. Let me let me just take another drink of my <laughs> of my hot chocolate. Is that you ready? You ready? You ready? Okay, go. It's the Harry Potter Nimbus 2000 broom, children's toy um, for children eight years and upwards, uh, which obviously children put between their legs and then fly around. Yes. Um, what seems to be worrying some parents is that it also has uh, takes batteries and it vibrates. Now, see, if you said that right away when I had a mouthful of hot chocolate, I would have done a spit take all over Craig's microphone. Um, what I just love is some of the um, the, the view, reviews from Amazon. So... Um, uh, some people going, what were they thinking? Something that vibrates between children's legs. My child can play with it, but I'm going to remove the batteries. Um, versus uh, <laughs> my son and my daughter love this and they keep fighting over it, so I'm going to have to buy one for her. <laughs> and then I love this one. They seem to like play for hours in their bedroom. Oh, does that count as interrupting? When my 12-year-old daughter asked for this for her birthday, I kind of wondered if she was too old for it, but she seems to love it. Her friends love it too. They play for hours in her bedroom with this great toy. Uh, they really seem to like the special effects it offers, sound effects and vibrating. My oldest daughter, 17, really likes it too. I recommend this for all children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind oh, of I interu that. interrupted you nearly a little bit there. Do you want to hit me with the ruler? ruler? Yeah. Ow. Okay. Um, anyway, very funny. Thank you, Mark. Keep those um, dubious devices coming. Wow. It's, it's all very hilarious, but it's always boggles my mind when I'm assuming they're Americans when parents freak out about something like this because what do they think is happening uh, well and even if it's I mean it's I'm sure it's, even it's if it innocent is, right no but even if it is happening like there's nothing wrong with masturbation so exactly like just let them at it I guess yeah. no I mean, what, what's, what's the harm what's the harm no, 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 okay. fine yeah. okay I mean, it's, What's the it's, harm, a, exactly? it's, a, it's a broomstick that happens to vibrate so that when the kid's flying around, they're like, yeah, I'm totes flying through the air. Mm. Yeah. Realistic, whatever. I mean, who cares? Yeah, but that's it's obviously Because in not their brain, this. they're associating it with sex, and for yeah. them, sex is a dirty thing. Yeah. And they're then, I don't know how whether they're actually talking to, this, to their kids about it, probably not, but they've got to be picking something up, right? What? The sort of attitude is, is going to translate onto yeah. the children. And that would be bad. I think so. The other device that I nearly, I nearly did do a sex-related device today, although it's not really a sex-related device. It's an exercise machine based on a bucking bronco, <laughs> and uh, and it really, that really does look like you can have some fun on that. Nice. Well, it's a motivational <laughs> thing. So yeah, the more, the more you ride legs. it, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, does wonders that's, for. That's why teenage girls like horses, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure I have no idea. Um, now, it wasn't technically an actual message, but um, 
maybe this sort of jumps into the notice board a little bit. I was going to talk about the Skeptic and Logic course that's coming up um, at futurelearn.com. It's being, what, sponsored and run by Auckland University. And there's a couple of guys there that are, uh, what are they? They're a philosophy lecturer and... Okay. Improve your logical and critical thinking skills in this free online course. Identify common obstacles to effective thinking. Yep. Eight weeks, four hours per week. Certificates available. Uh, being done by Tim Dare, who is, I'll find out in a minute, and he's an associate Patrick professor. Girard, oh no, that's not gonna let me tell me who they are. Okay, never mind. Um, yes, anyway, there you go. Yeah, um, so the main reason I'm putting that up, um, jumping all your guys' notices there, is because <coughs> I signed up for the discussion forum that runs in the time leading up to the course and then presumably during the course as well and a couple of other people from the skeptics have joined up as well and in my intro post i mentioned that i run a skeptical podcast and someone else commented on and said oh i'm also in the new zealand skeptics and i'm a um, huge fan of the podcast but i'm totally not stalking nathan i promise and then someone else joined as well, and uh, in her opening post, she said more or less the same thing. Um, something along the lines of, I'm from Auckland, and I'm also not stalking Nathan, which I thought was funny, but obviously no one else did. No one was laughing. Right. Oh, well. It was we're, interesting. We're, we're laughing on the inside, Nathan. Good. Yep. Yep. Anyway, that's two more fans, I guess. For the Congratulations. Well, I'm saying for the podcast, okay. not just okay. me, we have fans who listen to the podcast. Oh, that's probably too mostly me. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so so, so this course, um, um, yeah. this, no, I signed this, up obviously, and right, uh, right, and it has an, an associated blog with it, talking about what can the New Zealand flag teach us about logical and critical thinking. Does it? Oh, and so there's a, there's a there's a blog there that talks about um, oh. the flag referendum that's coming up. Oh, okay. Well, um, maybe we could have put that in the uh, thing the, to talk about the choices about. and and so on and yeah. So here, yeah, uh, it's be oh, interesting. Too. Okay, oh, maybe we'll put a link to that if you want to read that. If you really think you can stomach any more talking about the bloody flag, um, blah blah blah. Interesting. So then, moving on to the rest of the notice board, we have the New Zealand Skeptics Conference 2015, which is naturally at the top, which should have been mentioned first because it's the most important. Oh, it's also the only other thing on there; it just takes up three lines. <laughs> um, so that's you can buy your tickets now conference.skeptics.nz slash register and I believe they've missed the early bird tickets mm, uh, I don't know about that the other day, or was it the magic conference I'm thinking of, of thank you, end of September the it is, it is said. Uh, the 20th to the 22nd of November down in Christchurch it is and it should be good and it's um, very reasonable, $100 for the whole weekend I saw that. It's actually quite reasonable. Yes. So, so I probably could actually afford to go if I could get some time off work and organise flights and whatnot. Right. Maybe I'll be there. I'll see what I can do. Okay. We'll get on to it. Yes. So if not, are we going to do a are we going to do a podcast without Nathan? Yeah, maybe we should. A joint podcast. Go for it. We'll be able yeah, to say good evening. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you like. I could Skype in, that's another possibility. But maybe maybe they want to try doing it without me for a while. Yeah. Once. See how they cope. 
<coughs> Maybe it won't be a complete disaster. Um, and that's the notice board. Anyone else? No, Susie? No? Nope. Aha! Uh-huh. Computing, is that what that's supposed to be pronounced? Apparently so. Cool. Yes. Yeah. It's about machine learning and mem resistors, which I'm dying to know what it is. Mem resistors. Mem resistors. I'm very yes. sorry. Yes. Anyway, so I found this interesting. Um, uh, I saw this article initially via um, a Fortune magazine um, article. Well, Fortune magazine is a sort of a business magazine, and um, reading through that article, they kind of uh, emphasised all the wrong points and seemed to actually get it wrong. Um, and so uh, they t- they were talking about um, this sort of new type of computing, um, which uh, supposedly is going to use a lot less power, but that's not really the um, the, the whole focus of it. Um, but there's this thing invented by this guy called Alex Torex. Um, called AHA Computing, which apparently stands for Anti-Hebian and Hebian, right? And I have no idea what the what that actually means. But so I I watched watched a video of a presentation that um, that he did. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, so the the way this works is he's sort of made the observation that uh, everything in nature, there's a lot of things in nature that are based upon fractals and patterns of things that um, have things that bifurcate. So if you look at, say, a, a leaf, then you have a um, you have the stems and the leaf sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, things that bifurcate and then bifurcate again. Yeah. That's sort of a, a classic fractal pattern, and there's, that's sort of everywhere in nature. So if you sort of think about a lightning um, strike, that sort of, again, is this pattern of things that bifurcate and go out, and essentially that's how how the brain works as well so you've got all these synapses and things that connect together and so on um so machine learning is this technique that lots of big companies on the web are employing to um to do amazing things with data um Companies like Google and so on are producing search results that thing finding stuff for you that uh, that you didn't know that you wanted to know about that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, machine learning is kind of a the future and it's sort of moving towards artificial intelligence. So uh, you you will have heard of um, Ray Kurzweil. He's the guy who talks about the singularity. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. yeah. So he takes all this data and he sort of extrapolates from where we're going to be going in the future and not many years from now we will have enough computing power to essentially simulate the human brain and so will we be able to build a machine that is actually smart like a human it actually does what a human brain does smart like a human yeah some of the humans i know so Essentially, the way machine learning works at the moment is that there's sort of two ways of doing this. There's, there's um, algorithmic processing where you write software that tries to figure out mathematically how to analyze data and so on. Or there's this concept of neural networks that tries to simulate what the brain does. Mm-hmm. But the way... brain and so forth. Yeah. So the, so the way this has traditionally worked is by using um, ha- software to simulate these processes. And so all the current computing is based upon the von Neumann architecture. 
Yes. Where you have pro- uh, processing, the CPU is separate from memory. But that's, a, that's not the way the brain works. No. The brain works essentially in that your memory, everything is combined. So the processing and the, and the memory is all in one, in one, in the synapses. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to build this hardware representation of what the brain does. And by, by combining processing and memory in the one piece of hardware, essentially it will use a, use a lot less power because all the power that's used in a computer really is actually sending data around the computer. Sure, so if everything sense. happens in, in the one place, yeah. then it uses a lot less power. So the, the comparison they did was if, they, if you took all the computers that it would be required to simulate the human brain, all the cells in the human brain, then you would need around about 100 megawatts of power in order to simulate a single human brain. Whereas the actual human brain uses the equivalent of about 100 watts of power. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about a million times mm. um, more efficient. Um, anyway, so he's producing this thing called a gnome, K-N-O-W-M, a gnome device based upon this technique, uh, this piece of hardware called a memrista and a memrista is um, a resistor with memory yeah so essentially this is so back in the 70s this guy invented this or discovered that there was this missing fundamental electronic passive component so you have capacitors inductors and resistors right but there's one missing and this is what's called the memrista okay so and they've made one, they reckon. Yeah. So this this is technology that companies are currently working on as a replace. So it's it's a resistor that m- remembers. Um, its resistance changes depending by how much current has previously flowed through it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're melting my brain now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it's this resistance is, is dependent on what the current was before. Yes. So it has a memory effect. So it's nuts. How does that even work? Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> so I can switch it off <laughs> and on again. And then well, so so the, the more current you put through it, the more current you put through it, the less its resistance is, right? And so well, it can it can too, store it? Mem- it can store data. So and so this is analogous to the synapses in the brain, right? So essentially, okay. you've got sort of memory pathways that are being strengthened or weakened yeah. depending upon. When you think about things, yeah. when you recall memories and so on, yeah. so um, this is this is where it seems to be going. Now, I uh, I don't claim to fully understand <laughs> exactly how it's going to work, but it looks <laughs> looks pretty impressive, and uh, maybe this is the key to uh, artificial intelligence in the future. Okay, and presumably more efficient and faster, more powerful computers. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, don't know, don't know. But it'll be interesting to see where it goes. That one of the claims in the original Fortune article, I think, was uh, this is like technology was like two years away. That seems way too close for the sort of sure. thing he's talking about. But um. so they they reference uh, in that article um, a paper in Plus One. Yes, yes. Which is an open access paper. Yes, I went and had a look at the paper, and it is way complicated. Okay. <laughs> but it's there for people to read. It's yeah. also from. 
a year ago, more than a year ago, oh, 18 gosh. months ago. Published in February 10th, 2014. Yeah. That's a positive thing. That means they didn't just jump straight to the media and start publicising their... Um... No. Well, the interesting thing, the video that I saw was actually a presentation that he gave to a computer science class at a university. Mm-hmm. Right. So it wasn't like a... Um, a um, news, as it, were. it wasn't wasn't a sort of a promotional presentation to investors or anything. Right. So you know, he's, seems seems legit. <coughs> and just because this is going to help everybody, Hebbian theory theory is a theory in neuroscience that proposes an explanation for the adaptation of neurons in the brain during the learning process. Right. Describes a basic mechanism for synaptic plasticity, where an increase in synaptic efficiency arises from the presynaptic cells repeated and persistent stimulation of the postsynaptic cell, which is more or less what you were just describing. (laughs) And anti-Hebian learning um, describes a particular class of learning rule by which synaptic plasticity can be controlled, which is exactly what you were saying. So, yeah, the the interesting thing, so I kind of understood exactly how the, the circuits were working, but what I didn't understand was how he was actually, how he would actually be stimulating the circuits so that they would actually learn. That's mm. the interesting thing. So, but you yeah, know, I thought well, it was interesting. We'll and um, in, what did you say? Two years? Well, um, well, that seems seems we'll pretty unlikely. Again. But um, yeah, cool. But yes, this could be a technological breakthrough that's going to affect all our lives. Yay! What is not a technological breakthrough, but <laughs> is possibly going to affect some people's lives, is anti-vax daycare. And yeah. Susie wants to rant about that. Oh, this is just... This is um, not the rant, it's not the rant, but go <laughs> Just one of the many. Um, so this is something that um, is floating around the news. An Australian woman who says she wants to set up a no-vax childcare centre uh, in response to Australia's no-jab-no-play policies. So um, basically she says that she... Um, uh, she's been approached by several people and she's just sort of making noises on her Facebook page um, that that she's going to create a space where people who don't believe in vaccination can bring their children. Right. Which will be a hotbed. So she hasn't made any sort of actual progress. <laughs> no, apparently she's going to do some R&D ah, right. next right. year. Uh, although I'm not <coughs> sure what she needs to do. By which she means she's going to read some articles on the internet that Possibly. agree with her... But she, yeah, there's just some great quotes, you know, that basically vaccination policies are a war crime against humanity and right. various things like that. I noticed one of the quotes there is, I am a woman who answers to creator, mm. not corporation. So is she a religious nut job? Um, well, it's use of creator suggests she's probably more just a sort of hippie spiritualist type yeah. rather than the yeah. creator. Yeah. Um, Juanita and then Wanda... Heldon is her name. Anyway, so we'll see what she what she comes up with. But certainly the um, authorities in New South Wales, I think, where she is, are not happy at all. No, I can imagine. Now, speaking of authorities, is there some sort of basis by which you can say, actually, no, you can't do that because it would be dangerous well, to the health of the children? To set up a daycare, you presumably have to have a license of some sort. I mean, you certainly yep. do in most countries. Yep. So it may well be that they can deny... Unless you're religious. In some places, if you're religious, you can actually do that without having to get licenses and be properly inspected. Right. That's probably mostly America. Okay, well, That we'll might see. have been an interrupt if you want to rule a 
Ow. Um, yeah, well, anyway, we'll, we'll see. There's certainly... I mean, she may just be a whole load of hot air, but... Um, yeah, it's just the classic, you know, as long as we all eat healthy food, we'll all be fine. Yeah. Mm. Nonsense. Mm. I was reading something about that recently. I just can't remember where it was, but basically people well these sort of anti-vax types saying that um it's good enough just to eat healthily and you won't get sick and all that sort of stuff but well they say something very like that here in the northern yeah. rivers we have so much sunshine so much organic healthy food and people lead very healthy lifestyles but we are continually having outbreaks that yeah. was the health people saying oh that, that was the health people yeah, okay that my was bad. the response by yeah. the authorities saying oh, okay. we have all the stuff that you claim yeah. It's yeah. going to stop you from getting sick, and yet we yeah. continually have outbreaks, like whooping cough and various other things. Oh, goody. Of course, they say the proof is in the pudding. Yes. Which is not correct. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Yes, quite right. <laughs> yes, I missed that. Well done. <laughs> Alrighty, and moving on to the next thing down, which is Brit Hermes, which I already have opened. I don't know why I'm doing that is a naturopath <coughs> former naturopath sorry yes I was going to finish reading the headline okay, um, why one naturopath quit after watching her peers treat cancer patients so this woman is a nat- was a naturopath she studied natu- naturopathy a type of alternative medicine focused on natural in quotes treatments like herbs and homeopathy. Um, She practiced for three years and became increasingly disillusioned with her profession because she was watching her colleagues treat... I think she she mentions one case in particular where um, a woman... person, woman? I think it was a woman, came in with a... it was an inflamed liver or something and a whole lot of really horrible symptoms and the uh, woman, Brit Hermes, said that she should probably go and see a doctor, but the patient was not patient. Can we call it a patient? Well. Quote, unquote. Um, was quite uh, anti-medical science and didn't want to go and see a doctor, and so started seeing one of her colleagues, and the colleague was basically telling her it was all going to be fine, you just take this natural medicine, so they got and yeah IV blood treatments blood of high dose vitamin C. That's and, what it was. Yeah, herbs. yeah. yeah. Uh, it was quite a long article, and it's very interesting. It goes into a few different issues about naturopathy, and sort of tells the story of of her journey, which is quite cool. <coughs> and she's now enrolled in a Master of Science program in Germany in biomedical research. So, grats, good for you. Yeah. Although it's a shame that um, that all these people actually do go and study um, naturopathy, yes. and then there's probably only a few of them that actually see the light and um, and and go on to criticise others. But that seems to be that it's kind of like a minority option, really. It's um, if everybody did that, it wouldn't be a viable choice, I wouldn't think. Yes. Like, well. <laughs> She's she's going to make a career maybe she's out odd, of actually criticising yeah. naturopaths, yeah. and that's kind of her niche now, I suppose. 
I don't know. I feel like sort of might be jumping on a on a something. I mean, she seems generally interested in. Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad, she she bad thing that she's done. Not saying it's a bad thing she's done. It's just that there can only be a few of these people that actually step up and and do this well, sort of thing. There is think? only a few. I think it's technically possible that more people could do it. Mm. But the simple fact is that people just don't like um, examining their own deeply held beliefs and changing their minds. And that's a very rare thing. Yeah. That's so, why sceptics is a relatively small <clears throat> subgroup of humanity. <laughs> and elite. Oh, he's totally elite. <laughs> and we know everything and stuff. Right. Susie. Um, I was just reading, this. so there's a nice article which has an interview with her, and it says that when she started out, she um, was working in an outpatient clinic, oh, yes, administering vaccines, that. dispensing antibiotics, um, doing kind of standard care stuff. It says she was reading evidence-based sources to try yeah. and actually do a good job, which was nice. Yeah, and, and then she moved, um, and... Uh, wherever she moved to and she now couldn't do that anymore and so she was now doing more of her naturopathic stuff mm. and that was when she started so she says her patient base changed and that was when she now started seeing more people who wanted their detoxes and she joined a, a clinic kind of with stuff. other naturopaths yeah. at that point yeah um and so and it was very expensive and so she and then she started seeing lots of other you know these cancer patients who were coming and stuff and started to get rather disillusioned and that's quite quite interesting, but also hmm. interesting that she says that as a naturopathic doctor, she was allowed to do all these other things. Yeah, like so, things. so yeah, stuff. so there are a few states in America mm. where you actually are allowed to do that as yeah, a naturopath. Amazing, that's quite a lot. Even though you, even though they don't really seem to have any legitimate medical training. Yeah, when she says that in the article, she says that naturopaths are vastly underqualified. Can yeah. effectively practice those... as primary care providers in Vermont, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah, specialising in the placebo effect. Mm. Anyway, that was just a nice uplifting mm. story for the day. Well, I wonder what the I wonder what the um, situation here is here. Mm. Like, well, I've never heard of it happening, so I'm guessing they could also probably... apparently perform minor surgery for minor office procedures Jesus in some Christ. states. Well, office procedures like database know. entry and stuff. No, 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 no. Things like, things like uh, ingrown toenails and that sort of thing. I would have thought. Ah, okay. All right. Removal of warts or. um, Okay. If someone shows you how to remove a wart, yeah, you could do it yourself. I could probably do it. (laughs) Okay. So, are we going to have time for the wormhole? Do you think? Sure. Well, you're going to tell us about it. um, We can talk. Are you prepared to tell us about it? Well. I've read the story and I've talked to some people about it. I have a, a few talking points, so right. I don't sound like an idiot this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> the. Any more of an idiot, I think, is what you meant to say. Shut up! Go, I, Nathan. I am. Shut up! Come picking on me. So, the headline is A magnetic wormhole, in quotes, that connects two regions of space has been created. Um. Says research researchers in Spain have created a tiny magnetic wormhole for the first time ever, and they've used it to connect two regions of space so that a magnetic field can travel again with the quotes invisibly between them. 
So <clears throat> I wonder how far apart these regions um, are. Well, you can actually are. see further down the article is actually a, no. So there's a few things you need to need to correct in the article first. So the wormhole itself, as I understand it, is not magnetic per se. It's 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 a tunnel. So it is kind of a wormhole. It's not a gravitational wormhole in the same way that you would see in a sci-fi TV show. So it's not transporting matter or, or anything like that, or even um, time or anything. Okay. Effectively what's happened is they've created this tunnel with this huge device. I say huge, I don't know how big it actually is, but there's a picture of it on the page there. And they've got a magnet at one end and this device in the middle. And in between where the device is, there is no magnetic current. Oh, okay. And then when the device stops, the magnetic current that you would expect to see at the other end of the magnet is radiating out right. into space, as per the picture you see But there. doesn't it just say they've simulated this? Uh, my understanding the was an experiment. We experimentally show that the magnetic oh, okay. field on the source right. at one end of the wormhole appears at the other end as an isolated magnetic mon- monopolar field. And that Creating is the, the illusion of a magnetic field propagating through the tunnel outside the 3D space. Sure. But it is effectively happening, hmm. whether it's an illusion or not. And here's the really exciting bit, is what they've actually created is a magnetic monopole. Yes. Well, which isn't something that has never existed before. And I don't know if it's theoretically well, possible, but so far all attempts have been horrible failures. Um, attempts which I imagine as sort of just people breaking magnets in half <laughs> and making them smaller and smaller and saying, nope, didn't work. <laughs> I joke. It's a Is that real... like Xenu's paradox? Yeah, yeah. Right. So here's the thing. So yeah, basically this now is it's, it can function as a magnetic monopole, which is important for a lot of uh, sort of quote-unquote sci-fi technology like... And I'm going to find the discussion. What, that's on Star Trek? Well, yes. Actually, what they're saying is they could be useful in um, simultaneous MRI imaging. MRIs is one of them. Um, monopoles are needed for pretty much any awesome sci-fi tech that we wish were real. Force fields, hover cars, G.I. Joe-style directed energy weapons, lightsabers, all need monopoles to exist in order to work. I just want to clarify that that is just some random person on Facebook commenting on my on the link that I gave them to the article. I don't know what their qualifications are, (laughs) other than probably being a nerd. Now that's Colin. I'll give him a um, a shout out. (laughs) But yeah, um, like Susie said, um, MRIs where maybe you don't have to be inside a machine for the MRI to work. Mm. Things like that. That is bizarre. And more importantly, right. it teaches us about ways that we can tunnel our way through space. An endeavor that holds countless Yay. exciting possibilities. And it has been published in scientific reports, which is what I assume you're okay. looking at. Interesting. Did you glean anything interesting from that? No. Awesome. Other than they had actually made it. Yeah. I was trying to find anything about size, but I couldn't see. No. No. Hard to see in the picture. Either way, I still think it's pretty damn impressive. Hmm. Yay, the sciences. Yes. Which leads us to Susie, who has discovered Gaydar. No, I think we should cut that. Oh, you're going to cut that. (laughs) Does it not work? (laughs) No, it's just that there's too much other stuff. Okay. I think. It's because Susie wants to jump too. (laughs) What the fuck? 
Dolphin the... Theory. And I just want to point this out before you start, that one of the headlines I've got is truncated in the URL. It says, Pregnant Woman to Have Dolphin, <laughs> which I just thought was perfect. So the, Yeah, so this is the story that's going around at the moment about this. Uh, there's a TV show in the UK that has just aired, and it's a woman... It's called Extraordinary Births or something. And one of the stories apparently was about a lady who wants to have dolphin, a, a dolphin as midwife, and um, she's apparently a spiritual healer, and um, she wants, she believes that the baby will speak dolphin if it's born in the oh uh, in the sea, and um, yeah, and so lots of hand wavy spiritual um, dolphins are awesome nonsense. Uh, so the dolphins are pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, no, sure, but, ha- but how? I mean, so, the dolphin. So how would dolphins a, are awesome, which is nonsense. How would a dolphin be a midwife? Like they they well, help bring the baby out course, with their <laughs> with their um, just grab it by the head, yeah, and pull it out with right. the beak. It's very unclear. There's just be, there's basically pictures of her floating around in the in the water because the they're certainly not going to use their flippers to do anything, <laughs> are they? Um, so she wouldn't be the first. There is apparently some footage of someone else who gave birth with the dolphin poking its head around uh, a few years ago, although it's unclear when that footage is re- well, it's whether it's actually somebody giving birth, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of blood around. Okay. Um, the, I just read something today by the people saying that they feel they were completely misrepresented in the, in the documentary and they had never, never had any intention of a dolphin helping to deliver their child and it was going to be a water birth away from the dolphins but oh it was a, so it's kind of unclear at the moment oh, right. um for anyone who thinks that it's a good idea to have your baby um delivered by dolphin it's probably not a good idea for lots of reasons yeah um partly the are you going to have it in a tank with the dolphins or are you going to have it in the sea with the dolphins and if you have it in the sea with the dolphins there's lots of blood so you might want to make sure that there's nothing else that might be attracted yeah. to that blood but also dolphins I mean dolphins like, well wouldn't the dolphins fight off the sharks <laughs> um, dolphins are amazing but uh, you know not that amazing well no but they're also scary and they also yeah. gang up and rape each other and they do I was all just sorts gonna, of that's one stuff, of the things right? I was going to say they're just as likely to have sex with you as they are <laughs> to help you deliver a baby <laughs> Um, but what it did lead me to was something I had never heard of before, which I probably oh should have heard of, which is um, dolphin therapy. Right. right. Have I heard of this before? No. Oh, it's have great. Have you heard of dolphin therapy? Yeah, it totally works. <laughs> uh, so what is dolphin therapy? Well, it's sort it's of... Hanging out in the water with dolphins. Yeah, but it's kind of believed to be a... Well, I'm not sure whether they'd call it a cure, but it's certainly um promoted as a treatment for those with many illnesses and disabilities so um, they will yeah they basically say if you're autistic you're uh you know cerebral palsy all of these kinds of things um come and hang out with our dolphins and um their uh empathy and their spirituality and all of this kind of stuff will basically make you better um, it actually I bet says, you the dolphins are sceptical. In one of those in one of those paragraphs there, it says, we can also help children with more general blah, 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 which sounds to me like a 
climbable, complaintable, yeah. blah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I went and had a look at some of the links that they... Um, so essentially, there's no evidence for this at all. It has actually been studied. Oh. There have been like five studies. Um, although, yeah, so there's no evidence that it actually does anything. It costs a lot of money. Yes. Um, I had a look <laughs> at one of them called Water Planet. And so they have two um, ther- dolphin therapy plans, the Harmony Program and the Serenity Program. Mm. Um, so they say, yes, they say... Um, helping children with general mental and emotional disorders, social adaption disorders, uh, children with terminal illnesses, cystic fibrosis, cancer, leukemia, Tourette's, manic depression. Um, you name it, we can cure yeah, it with can, dolphins. Yeah, we can, we can help those children. Right. Um, and it sounds like you go for a couple of weeks and they spend some time in the water and they do lots of poking at people and massages and all sorts of things. Um, yeah. So chances are it's just the effect of um, people being given attention that is um, sort of beneficial and probably yeah, it would it work equally well with... For their, you know, no, but this is what's been anything. studied, you said as well, that it doesn't actually have any necessary beneficial... Yeah, or, there, or there's certainly been five studies and there's been several papers that have said there is no benefit to this and any any study that showed a benefit basically... It's like you have you can't blind it. You can't you know. There's all sorts yeah, of stuff you can't of you can't do. Well, like you... fake dolphins that don't actually. <laughs> do right. um, Did anybody notice that the font they've used for the heading, the capital T's look a bit like dolphin tails? Uh, oh, that was actually quite clever. Okay. Um, anyway, there's certainly um, yeah. Basically, there's various organisations saying don't do this because actually you know those ones that are um it's kind of an extra source of revenue right for for places who have who where you can go into tanks and do it with the dolphins right um and it's basically taking advantage of both vulnerable animals and vulnerable people yeah um and then of course those ones that are going out into the the ocean ocean to do it is also you know yeah that's kind of crazy um yeah there you go Anyway, hmm. not to. So yeah, dolphin therapy. Great. That's not one I had heard of before. <laughs> no, it, um, I have heard of that before. It doesn't surprise. None of that surprises me. Dolphin therapy. Pub talk topic for today is Kim Davis. Yeah, not Kim Davis per se, although it's sort of around Kim Davis and what's been going on. So, I. I've been jumping on the bandwagon every now and then. I haven't been posting a lot about it. Do you better just briefly explain who Kim Davis is? Okay, so Kim Davis is the woman that you've probably seen on Facebook who was recently sent to jail in the US. She was an elected court official. Is. Still is. She's not been fired officially? Well, she can't be fired because she's elected. Surely if they they, they impeach her or something. Well, yeah. Anyway, so she's an elected court official. And she's been refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. No, she's actually been refusing to issue marriage licenses full stop. Oh, really? Because she doesn't want to be seen as discriminating uh, against gays and lesbians. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <gasps> so she's not been issuing any marriage licenses, apparently. See, this is... I just don't even know. I just post the occasional interesting meme. And therein lies the issue because there's a lot of memes going around and a few of my friends have been posting things like hey guys 
um, stop being dicks and posting these memes that point out how ugly she is or how fat she is um, and people specifically criticizing people for quote-unquote slut-shaming. So one of the things that's been going around is the fact that someone's dug up that this woman who has been refusing uh, people the right to marry in order to protect the sanctity of marriage because of, or at least she seems to be claiming, um, her belief that the rules in the Bible forbid this, make it a sin, this woman has been married and divorced, uh, respectively, four and three times. Yes, she's on her fourth marriage. She's on her fourth marriage, she's been divorced, and there's also, um, which... It is an amusing story, though, because she's actually only had two husbands. Oh, I didn't I didn't miss that. But. I think that that's what I took out of it anyway. Apparently, when she was with her first husband... So oh, no, she might be on... Th- oh, I don't no, know. I she might be on I three. Had... Might be. Anyway, first had... husband, she got pregnant with twins third. to her third husband, third husband. But the second, the husband, second husband, husband came husband along and adopted, adopted yeah. them. And the second husband is now the fourth husband. Oh, I did, I'd have missed that, but okay. Yeah. That's what I understand. The current husband is the second husband. None of which anyway, really matters so. per se. The thing is, um, so okay, criticisms that I agree with here are slut shaming bad, appearance shaming bad. Let's not do that. So let's stop posting these memes. Let's stop saying things like, um, or one of the memes was, how does a woman that's as ugly as this get married four times? Um, which apparently she's a Democrat. It said that somewhere. She is. She claims to be a Democrat, but she's a hardcore religious Democrat. Apparently, that doesn't believe in gay marriage. That um, does happen. You also get Republicans who are well. So, so she, but she's only recently become Christian. Yes. So four years ago, apparently, something like that. So quite possibly, she's a she's a Democrat because. That's what she was registered as uh, previously. Yeah. So perhaps now, with her current religious belief, she might fit better into the um, <laughs> into the religious yeah. right. Um, so you think she might change? Well, well who, who knows? Who know. knows? But the religious right is certainly uh, seem to be supporting her. Very much so. Yes. So they see they see this as an issue of religious freedom. They seem to think so. I don't really and, want to talk also, about. That. I didn't really want to talk about the case per se. What's been going on? Because frankly, it's boring, and everyone's seen all the articles and everything. Mm. The issue here is: should we be criticizing her for things that have no relation to the story, that are not things you should be criticizing people for, like the fact that she had sex out of marriage, the fact that she's been divorced, and well, that's, a, that's easy. What you she shouldn't. looks like. So. No, you shouldn't. But here's my argument: it is relevant that. She has had three divorces. That is something that I think is germane to the conversation. Because she's claiming, um, as far as I've read, that the Bible says you can't be gay, gays can't get married, Jesus, God doesn't want them married. And then in the, in the, not in the same breath, obviously, but then she's she's been married and divorced and married and divorced. Now... You might argue there as well that if she's only recently become Christian and yeah. that was something she did... So she was saying that was something in the past, right? Yeah. But okay. what I heard pointed out was that according to the Bible, and she's a, she's a member of the Apostolic Church, which is 
heavily Bible-based. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly, they have a branch in New Zealand called the Acts Churches, which is the Equippers Church. Remember the Equippers Church? I remember the name. Down in Taradale that um, claimed that Jesus could heal cancer. Oh. But anyway, anyway. so she... So, the the interesting thing is that according to the Bible, if you marry somebody who's divorced, then you are actually committing adultery, adultery, and you are committing adultery. Yes. In that you are essentially continuing to sin by being um, married to that married person. To that person. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons that these Bible believing Christians object to homosexuality is because they're not really they're, married no 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 adulthood. no it's no. because that living a homosexual lifestyle is that you are continually sinning right so it's not like oh yeah, yeah. i stole something and oh that happened in the past and yeah, that was a sin because anymore. i stole something in the past i'm not gonna do it again living in a gay. homosexual relationship is you're continuing to be gay and you are in a constant state yeah. of sinfulness because they don't hate the gay people no no they no, no hate they, the they hate, yes there you go Yes. So, so it could be argued it could be argued that, that she, she is, is actually, actually sinning. sinning. Yes. But she obviously picks and chooses and doesn't want to um, So my argument that, that while that is not necessarily relevant to why she's wrong, it is relevant to why she's a huge No, let me rephrase that. She's a She's a hypocrite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's okay. ignore the superlatives. Um she's a she's a huge hypocrite. Because she's condemning this sin on one hand, but on the other hand, she's, as you say, being in this relationship yep. which the Bible says is sinful. But it's a ridiculous not, argument she's making anyway, because well, even just is. issuing a marriage license does not mean that she's actually um, uh, approving of them being married. Well, they have the the people who wanting marriage licenses have fulfilled all the statutory requirements, and it's her job to issue the license. It is, but her argument is that because her name appears on every certificate and like she has to sign them or something or like a well, a it's just her name is printed on it, yeah. Sure. So then she's saying that she feels that that is well then she should resign. Is, and absolutely, and that's that's the only thing. Yeah. So I can see her arguments, but she doesn't have the right to impose what she, she yeah, believes. She, she works for the government. Yes. And in doing her job, she has to do her job. She yep. can't go and... Um, no one's arguing about any of that. No, no. Um, but her, her, her reasons in her head at least are, are valid. So, yeah. Somebody um, made the comparison to saying a, um, a Department of Motor Vehicles employee who was a Muslim could actually say, well, because of my sincerely held religious beliefs, I'm not going to issue driver's licenses to women because I don't believe that women should be allowed to drive cars. Yeah. And how much would the religious be supporting that guy? Yes. Yeah. So that was my only argument. Okay. Now I'm about to and this lie. all comes back to the Hobby Lobby decision. Does it? Yes. Okay. Because, because of sincerely held religious beliefs. Of a corporation of a, in that case. Well, a corporation, yeah. yes. But they were exempted from having to provide... Um, oh, uh, yes. Um, um, a birth control. Birth control to their employees. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so we agree that criticising people for their appearance shouldn't be doing it, even if we disagree with that person. Donald? No, well, that's not a good argument. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands up if you haven't criticised Donald Trump's hair. Well, I think it's ridiculous, but I wouldn't actually criticise 
uh, say he shouldn't be president because of his hair. No, but you'd make fun of him for his hair. Well, yes. Yeah, but that's what I thought. But that's... Yeah, it's, just it's different, is it? It'd be interesting to see what he would look like say? if he actually shaved it all off. Yeah. Mm. I did like the picture that going that. around the internet of the um, guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump's hair has yeah. escaped. <laughs> But yes, no, Sorry, he's he, he, well, he's he's ridiculous. Yes. He he deserves to be made fun of. But does Apparently, he, Craig? Well, of course does he does. He of course he does. To be made fun of for his <laughs> hair or his appearance? No, 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 no because he's a because he's a ridiculous, scenes. crazy right wing person yes. who um, has some crazy ideas as well as a ridiculous hairstyle, <laughs> and he's completely uninformed <laughs> as well. Yeah. Apparently, he was asked about the Kim Davis case, and he said, oh, I don't know enough about it to comment. Wow. Well, <sighs> none of us probably know enough about it, really, to... to uh... Of course we do. We've all read the blogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've read all the news articles that agree yeah. with my decision. Um, no, I can't see it here, but there's um, a really great Twitter, Twitter account that I don't actually follow, but I'm going to follow now, called Birds, Birds Rights Activist. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's just a bird saying, um, I don't know, just bird wants <laughs> things, things and it's okay, hilarious. Right. And anyway, one of the quote one of the quotes was about how come I, a bird, cannot be president when Donald Trump's hair is allowed to be president or something like that anyway. Just an example of that sort of thing. Right. Go and read these these tweets, they're amazing. Anyway, moving on to New Zealand. Oh all right then, go on. New Zealand. Timaru wow. Church getting ready for the for an apocalypse or the apocalypse? Uh, says apocalypse. for an apocalyptic event. Ah, right. Apparently. Now you've got to ask the question, what's the difference between the apocalypse and an, an apocalyptic, apocalyptic event? event? Yeah, Does an apocalyptic event happen and then some other things happen then another apocalyptic event? All we know is apparently <coughs> there's some Timaru messianic believers who are waiting to see if the fourth blood moon oh, it's a blood moon. <laughs> uh, gotcha. will be significant as predicted. Right. I'm betting no. Um, <laughs> one of the group members believes something probably will happen. <laughs> sure. I can pretty much guarantee that something will happen on oh, that day. Of things will happen. September the 28th. Oh, um, that's, that's not far away. You know we'll what's happening on, on the first we day. Might, we might have the podcast up by then. You know what's happening on the September the 28th? What's happening on the 28th? The logical and sceptical thinking course <laughs> starts officially. Right. Okay. It's also the first day of the Judaic Feast of the Tabernacles. Um, and wow. then there's also some, apparently it's the 14th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. And that's double well, the perfect number according to Judaism. Plus, plus a couple of weeks. Oh, yes, oh, this so month yeah. is the, okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's lots of nonsense, and um, yeah, let's see, let's see whether anything apocalyptic, apocalyptic. This woman seems to be a numerologist because oh, she said right. she points out that this month is the fourteenth anniversary of the September eleven attacks when the Twin Towers in New York were bombed by terrorists. Yeah. The anniversary was double the perfect number according to Judaism, which is seven. Yes, right. and right. it's going to happen on the twenty eighth of September, which is four times the perfect number. Did she didn't mention that? Did no, she? no, no. But then maybe we should point this out to her. Seven is like the perfect number, though, according yes. to the Bible. Well, the seven days of the week, and anyway. So September twenty eighth. So get get your lives in order. Yes, indeed. Because yeah. there's a 
an apocalyptic event Apocalypse going to happen. Apocalypse is coming. Prepare well, interestingly, so. that is the that is the theme of the New Zealand Scriptures Conference. Apocalypse. Hey, how good it is indeed. Nice. So perhaps this woman's going to come along and tell us how. Huge apocalypse party. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Exciting. Delia. Oh, who's that at the door? <laughs> Why, it's Delia. <laughs> Hello, Delia. Have you got a dubious? Sorry. I Sorry, have everybody. got a dubious device. I'm glad you were backstage in the theatre, Nathan. <laughs> you know told you you sound a lot like Susie? Um, it's the Eagle Guardian, dun dun dun, by Eagle Research LLC okay. Products. That's a, that's so, a big intro. I hope the Eagle Guardian. Okay, you live up to the hype. What happens if you don't have an eagle? Hang on. Okay, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> It provides a safe, non-invasive, and profoundly effective way to restore and balance the body's bioenergetic pathways. It's being hailed as one of the most exciting and promising discoveries in the fields of bioenergetics and vibrational medicine. It's possible to imprint and greatly amplify the body's vibrational signature and apply it to the body in such a way as to stimulate restorative and healing processes. All right, so we've covered that. I think let's move on to something. It's a box. Yeah. With, um, Jesus Christ! It's about yeah, it's nearly US a thousand bucks. Um, it's a box with a green light and a red light buttons, buttons, and you apparently press. You clean it all on. You clean your fingertips, okay. and then you press the on switch, and then you put your fingers onto the panels. Right. And then you press another button, and it will beep. Wait, you've got two fingers, one on each hand. No, you'd use your hand, all the fingers. So all one fingers. hand on one side, yep. one hand on the other side. So all of your fingers are touching the device. Yep. What was the next instruction? Then, oh yeah, then then I think she lifted one of her fingers. Oh, okay. So I think maybe she lifted and one and she the pressed the button. Well, you do it with your nose, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Which you probably want to clean first. beeps, I think. It beeps, okay. And then that's it. That's, then it's done. Oh, then you're um, imprinted or whatever. Wow. So, so can, mm. I, can I ask, how is this different from the Eagle Remedy Maker? Ah. Ah, I'm really ah. glad you asked that. She's glad you asked that. Really because it's got the lights in the same place. It it's just got a different really panel on the front. But apparently it does something slightly different. <laughs> and where, about 200 bucks cheaper. Yeah, but you're apparently you're supposed to buy both of them. Oh, of course This you is are. the one for making homeopathic remedies. Question. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't we already know how to make homeopathic remedies? And just as anybody the Bible? Uh, well, this is to do it really, really quicker. So you put, uh, you, I, I believe uh, what you this, do, we've this covered get... one of these similar ones before, where you put your yeah, yeah, remedy yeah. on one side and you put your water on the other and then you press the button and it and it energetically moves some yeah. of the thing to the right. So does this bypass the whole succussion yeah. process? Right. Yeah. Okay, well that sounds brilliant. Yeah. Sign me up, I'll get a couple. And apparently, uh, yeah, you need. To, it's just best to have both of them. Um, because, oh, and then there's some other bits and pieces you can have too which they recommend you have all of the stuff. So, I mean, just, you know, give them a few thousand dollars and get all their stuff, and then you can bioenergetically heal yourself. Um, here we go. Here, let me explain the difference between them. Okay. So the Eagle Guardian is like a small frequency generator, which does not make remedies. Um, it's an energy balancing tool. It reads the body's energy signature, amplifies it millions of times, and then returns the signal back to the body uh, to assist in balancing the energy field. 
Right. Um, so it does says, it make the homeopathic remedies? No, no, it says it does not make homeopathic remedies because the output signal is not inverted, Nathan. I'm sorry, But geez. the eagle remedy maker does make remedies because the output signal is inverted. Oh, so you're talking about the difference between the two. Yeah. My question was going to be, does it make the homeopathic remedy from just you touching it? You don't actually have to no, give no, no, it anything. No, 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 I think you put the, no, no, you put you the, put the thing, on it. thing on it. Okay. Yeah, I believe you put the thing on it. So that, could be, that could be dangerous because do, how does it do the dilution? Magically, magically. Duh. by, by <laughs> you could actually still inverted. have some of the. By, you could by. actually still have the active ingredient in no, the homeopathic solution. Inverted. Sorry, I'm I'm confused now. Which one is not inverted? Um, <gasps> oh, that that could uh, be very dangerous. No, sorry, it is inverted because it inverts it. This one <laughs> inverts it, but the other one doesn't. You wouldn't want to get the two machines mixed no, up. Then. Exactly. No, that could right. be really dangerous. So here's what's really confusing me here from this description. <laughs> other than okay, other than all that, um, it's a homeopathic remedy maker. Yeah. Right. This quote: Whether you're trying to recuperate from walking through a patch of poison ivy, comma, <laughs> you need acupuncture treatments, comma, or your dog has an upset stomach. The blah 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 is a way to utilize, obtain and utilize the answer. Is it homeopathic or is it acupuncture? Hello, make up no, your mind. Uh... And then the next. The one, answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one. This is great. You love this. Um, how many adults do you know experience radiant health? Radiant health does not. Oh, sorry, my bad. It says just mean being something okay. free. So, I so I'm, I'm going to help you out here because I think that what you're confused about with the um, acupuncture stuff yeah. is that you're forgetting that. Oh, no, actually, it's my, my bad. I didn't tell you. You didn't explain I didn't, I didn't no. tell you. But the remedy maker also comes with an additional twin ray light tool. Uh, and you plug that in, and then you can use that to zap your. That's um, included in the price. Oh, is it included in the price? That's included oh in that God. price. It's included for $605. How can um, you afford not to buy this? And then apparently you use that to maybe assess your, to do, to access That's, your It does say something points. there. Provides homeopathic corrective input to acupoints. Yeah, there you go. Which is even a thing in acupuncture. Surely they call them meridians or something, don't they? Maybe wow. Meridians is a TM or something. Um, and so they've got to be a bit careful. I love it how you, when you click on the image, it gives you a bigger window, but the same size image. So, to be fair, a lot of websites do that. Right. Um, but, so, but, 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 the twin ray right, laser but. light pen, let me carry on. Okay. It's not just for accessing <gasps> your acupoints. There's more about it's it down also, here. It also um, produces two therapeutic light beams at specific wavelengths that stimulate cells oh of the body. Oh my god, these things and are amazing. Just incredible. And that one, if you just want that alone, is only $129. Mm. Well, the, the one above one of those it, as well. The one above it is a spectra cold laser. I like and the it, cold it, laser. It is saying that cold laser research in controlled studies has been expanding re- rapidly in recent years as more and more medical specialties discover its benefits. At this time, FDA considers these types of lasers to be inve- investigative or experimental, but mounting enthusiasm among pr- practitioners who regularly use them successfully mm-hmm. around the world indicates that they will soon be incorporated in conventional medical care. That is a very long sentence. It is. <coughs> it was. Interestingly, um, the vet I used to go to with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Right. <laughs> I used to take my cat to this other vet and get them. <laughs> it would explain a lot. <laughs> they have a whole thing on their website about how they use lasers and laser treatment. Okay. Which well, I that's, was that very, is very, very, that very is a viable 
Yeah, um, but I, I usage did. for lasers with pets because they love running around chasing. Oh, no, there's more. There's was... more. Wait, wait. There's more. Oh my god, is there more? Because you Susie. can also get a footplate assembly. <gasps> oh my god. I, I don't know. That so looks high tech. Just you put your feet on it, and then it means that the Pick frequencies some... can get to the low part of your body as well. Wow, right. oh, man, it's just there's so much stuff. You wonder how many of these things. And the batch plates. Anyway, there you go. No, no, the batch plate lets you do loads of loads at a time. You batch them up by increasing the surface area. Wow, that's great. So fifty dollars for a piece of steel of some sort. Can I just say, yeah, in my opinion, cynical con artist, (laughs) person that is that is running this website knows perfectly well what they're doing. Uh, That's my opinion. Oh my goodness, this is being sold by somebody with a PhD. <gasps> in Baloney! Uh, where is she from? She's an integrative psychotherapist in private practice in Toronto. Is psychotherapy a, a PhD thing you can do? Because um, that might I be it. I don't know. About. Well, they're advertising a, um, a conference in British Columbia. Hmm. <laughs> uh, called yeah, Energy it. Psychology Conference. It's, it's she's PhD, CCA, DCEP, and then RP, RP. and I read that as derp. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where her PhD is from. Doesn't say. Well, that's telling, isn't it? Okay, moving on. Are oh, moving a CCA. On? Yes. Is a certified clinical aromatherapist. Oh, for fuck's sake! None of that bullshit <laughs> mentioned aromatherapy. Now I'm disappointed. I want an aromatherapy machine as well. <laughs> huh. Oh, there you go. Anyway, mm. that's uh, what did I call it? This the Eagle right. Guardian. Eagle Guardian. Yeah. If you uh, if you do buy one of those, follow the link on our website so that we get a um, an Amazon. <laughs> I never got around to setting that up. Actually, we should be recommending books to people. Okay. Oh, that's it. That's all our things. We're up yeah. to word of the day. Yeah. Go on, Nathan. Well, I'm still still hurrying a bit. Which one of those would be better? Actually, you know what? You probably know that one. So I'm going to do the first one, which is vacciniform. Are you going to put v- down a- I am sorry here. Look, look, I'm copying. I'm copying and pasting right now. Vacciniform. Boom. Well, I would say it's the active ingredient in a vaccine. Boom. That's the word. That is how you spell it. And I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Vacciniform. V-A-C-C-I-N-I-F-O-R-M. Craig seems to have locked his answer in. Yeah. I think I it's you guys some buzzers. Active ingredient in a vaccine. Susie's still Either thinking that, she looks completive, completive. Or it's a new home cleaning but, device. Uh, you locked in your answer. And you what? Home cleaning. <laughs> yeah, see what you did there. So you, what do you say? Active ingredient. The in a active vaccine? ingredient in a vaccine. Is is the active ingredient in a vaccine actually an active ingredient? By definition, it's been deactivated, right? Dead. Oh, it depends what it is. Uh, most of them, though, right? It's basically antigens. Anyway, that's thing. not the point. Okay, um, I'm Go thinking. Susie. We can see that. Steam <laughs> coming out of the top of you. I'm going to say it's the, um, <laughs> what am I going to say? I want to say something to do with a vacuum, but that doesn't have two Cs, does it? Yeah. Well, I, does it? Yeah, it does, actually, pretty sure. 
V A C C W M. That doesn't sound right. Or is it V A C U U M? Oh, now look at it. Just two U's. No, it is. It's C. It's one C. One C. Yeah. My vacuum is only one. I think I was confused as someone put that down as their answer on the XKCD qu- um, survey that's been going around as the word they couldn't spell. I think it's the uniform that a professional who administers vaccines wears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's even less likely than my answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, Susan. We're... Right, okay, we'll come closer. It's the form you fill out before you get the vaccine. <laughs> oh, nice Actually, one. Actually, um, sue the doctor when you die of something. Very good. Just in case that didn't come through, Susan says it's the form you fill in before you get a vaccine. Okay, I'm going to... Just in I'm case you to, don't... Whoa. I'm going to give a second Whoa. answer. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right, go on. Um, I'm going to say this has something so. to do with vaccinia. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, perhaps something to do with like the... So it's the um, form of the virus or something. It's the sort of like an olden day word for the stuff they used to get out of pus from from milkmaids or something i'm sort of thinking i'm thinking kind of along the lines of vaccination but more thinking along the lines of sort of vaccinia virus and um sort of old-fashioned stuff to do with okay now i need a ruling everyone do we accept Susie's second answer (laughs) given that she'd already pretty much locked in her first answer well Well, my first answer was clearly stupid the fact that you're asking whether we need a ruling kind of makes me think that Susie's actually very close <laughs> to the actual correct answer. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just say well, loud people. But, I, I, but given, the, given the way Susie explained it, that's the kind of thing I was meaning. Oh, really? Oh. Really? But I had the scientific knowledge to say yeah, it was exactly. about Exactly. Wow. <laughs> okay. Clearly so just to my, clarify. My, my first answer was just for the lols. Susie <laughs> said... Um, something that you get from the pus from a milkmaid, sort of. Well, it's, it's to do with the vaccinia virus. <laughs> the pus from mil- milkmaid? She said the, that. To do what they used to call the, the milkmaid's got. Vaccinia. Vaccinia virus. Whatever. And so I was thinking that perhaps it was something to yep. do with the. And Craig said the active ingredient of a vaccine. vaccine. Okay. Yep. And Susan says, the form you fill out when you get a vaccine. <laughs> and the correct answer is, the form you... No, just joking. <laughs> Vacciniform resembling cowpox. Right, so basically, so I was... I should have known better than to choose something about resembling cowpox. Yeah. Okay. Which is obviously the vaccinia virus. virus. Yeah. Right, okay. There you Can go. you choose something in computing next time? <laughs> I'll try, Craig. Next week, right, uh, next I'm month will be stuffed. W, so I will look up W words that have something to do with computing. And Wanker. that's the word of the day. I, need, I feel like I need a theme song. Just in my head there, I have a little bit of a theme song. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Do, 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 so do. one point to Susie, is One it? point to Susie, zero to everybody else, including me. I don't know who that puts in the lead. I think I'm still technically in the lead with like six, seven there. One, two, three, four, six... If anybody wants to know, I'll post it on Facebook or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, moving on to the quote of the day. Craig. Your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while or the light won't come in. That was said by Isaac Asimov. Very, Very nice. Brilliant. And that's an episode. Um, you've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skip the Raw podcast. If you'd like to send us a message, 
Check us out on Facebook or our website, thecusp.org.nz. You can't make your cat meow on cue, can you? Mm, uh, only by picking her up and poking her. Okay, come here. Jimmy, pick her up and kitty, kitty, kitty. Because we get the cat to sing, then I can justify my um, Facebook post. Our audience member have just had their chair stolen by a cat. Right. <laughs> you say stolen as though you feel the chair in some way belonged to the human at some point in time. Have you tried that experiment of how to how to turn off a cat? How to basically wait what? Turn off a cat? Well, how to disable a cat? What? Basically, you put a big bulldog clip on their neck. On the back of the neck. Yeah, on the back yeah, of the yeah. neck, and they just yeah, freeze. Yeah, yeah but but a bulldog clip is just yeah. like. And it just lies on the... Uh, yeah, that probably that only mean. works for those cats that, that actually had a mother to take care of them. Uh, I don't, maybe it's instinctual. It would yeah, be interesting to try. Have you got any big bulldog clips? Um, I'm not going to go on and do that. I've got one. No. We want to see that. I'm going to do it on my cat when I get home. So that was... Yeah, yeah, you I'm can. I'm not picking like that. Craig's hypothesis is if you leave the clip on, you can walk away, and then the cat's just basically disabled yes. permanently. Exactly. Which seems a little bit cruel, actually. It's, it's like an on-off switch. It's like a pause button. Wow. <laughs>